Hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. First, I just want to say I didn't. I didn't want to like make a comment beforehand to psych you out. But your thing, for the most part, has always been messing up on the intro. And this is the first time we're recording in a while. And you ice cold just yeah, nailed that. That was dope. And like, like, listen, this is a little bit behind the sauce here. You guys don't know. There was a lot of silly shit going on. We were making a lot of jokes. Garby's been on fire. Like, he's just been throwing shit out there. And, like, so I had a lot of opportunity to slip up that intro. And that was take one. So pat me on the back. How are you guys doing, dude? The, the trio back at it. I feel good, dude. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm ready to get this bread. I've been pumped. Yeah. I didn't do the, you guys were, did the last episode I had to yeah. take off. So I haven't been on in a while and ready to yeah. get back at it. Dude, I love it. Uh, we're actually recording the podcast, four of us, with Eliza Garvey on the track. She literally just said hi. If you guys didn't hear it, she just said hi. Eliza just had her first words. Suck it, mom's after bedtime. <laughs> Got it. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Let's go. I'm just kidding. Throwing I'm just kidding. We're not trying. Yeah, we're not trying to start podcast aggressive. for us here. Um, okay, so let's do. We're obviously gonna have to have a little intro here. Let's start. I'm good. Let's start. I'm good. Let's let's switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's switch it up. Great. You didn't let Garvey go. Oh, sorry, doing Garvey. Great. How you doing? How you doing over there with the? Baby? I'm I'm primed, full of research. I'm pretty that. hard on the research on this one. <laughs> Lots of communication ahead of time. <laughs> Again, a little behind it. the It's going to be a here. great Sometimes episode, and I'm is. ready got, for it. Honestly, I'm, I'm anticipating one of our best right now. I'm just calling that pre-episode uh, one of our best. I love let's, that. That's a good mindset. Let's switch it up. What are you drinking? I am drinking Lawson's Sip of Sunshine. It's wow. a great IPA. Honestly, it's a really good IPA. It's a really, really good IPA. Yeah. Right, what are you drinking over there? Uh, unfortunately, I gotta finish up this truly peach tea. Um, the yeah. ice, just as a uh, word of caution, don't get the truly iced teas. They're they're terrible. <laughs> they're right? horrible. I got a twelve wow, pack okay. like two months ago, and I didn't have any other booze, so I'm just finishing it off right now because I don't like the waste stuff. That's yeah, just yeah, some fun that. fact about me. I, I'm not a very wasteful person. Honestly, I that's yeah, that's how I describe you. Not a very wasteful person. No, I'll eat all my dinner, as you know. You yeah, you definitely does not leave anything on that plate. Not a single thing on the plate. I've never seen him. I've honestly never seen him leave a single thing on the plate. No, not once. That's like, and I'm not. I sound sarcastic right now, but like, that is absolutely a part of your brand. I can't think of a time when Ryan has had leftovers to take. In fact. In fact, I've had situations where you have like come out and stated I'm extremely full, and someone else hasn't finished what's on their plate. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hold on, let me help you out with that. And like, you make sure that that gets taken care of too. So honestly, it's it's really great. Um, boys, it's great to be back. Let's give us uh, some updates. Um, let's start with Nick. What's been new, dude? What's been kicking? How's life, Charlestown kid? Uh, going good, man. Going good, you know. Dude, tell them what they want to hear about, though. What's the new purchase, dude? Come on. Oh, okay, so 
Um, we went to the uh, golf simulator, me, Rich, Todd, friend of the podcast, and then uh, yeah. actually my father-in-law, Dan, Dan Littell uh, sells. If you're was, looking for a house in Maine, <laughs> hit him up. Uh, Dan Littell sells, baby. Let's fucking go. Uh, that Was it Old Marsh? Is that where we went? Old Marsh Country Club in, uh, yeah. not Westbrook, uh, Wells, Wells, Maine. Wells, yeah. It, um, was, uh, it was good, actually. There's two. It was fun. Yeah, two pretty big sims uh, next to each other. Uh, they had table service there. Um, it was great. It was a good time. Really good time. Yeah, we started off trying to golf Pebble Beach, and it took us about a half hour to get through the that first was, hole. So we made that was a, a quick switch. <laughs> that was we... also before we like knew where we were supposed to be hitting the ball, though. We were like hitting the ball in the center, and you're supposed to stand in the center, which makes a ton of sense. And so I honestly wish we could have gone back to Pebble Beach because uh, I think it would better. But yeah, fair. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So um, great time. Initially, I do do want to kind of throw out the initial hag. We, me and Rich, ordered some uh, some nice early beers there, yes. and I will say they rectified it. But the first beer that they gave me was like a half beer, and it, yeah, the waitress it, tried yeah. to tell us that it was from an eight ounce can, and it was. It was a beer face. that doesn't come. Yeah, it doesn't come. It doesn't come in eight ounces. But it's all good. Prop, props to her. She yeah. she owned it later, right? And it was obviously a miscommunication. She obviously poured it <clears throat> and whatnot. But she she made it right. Didn't pay for it. Um, it was <laughs> an eight ounce can. <laughs> well, it was just weird because she was like she was like oh her whole thing was like oh we wanted to get some beers and the bartender wasn't there yet and so she was like I can't. I can only get you cans, but I, I can get you cans. And we're like, oh, okay, great. And so she brings out, uh, we both order stone, stonefish. She brings out mine and it's in a glass. And I'm like, okay, so I guess she just poured it for me. Like I, you know, kind of actually would have preferred in the can, but it's all good. And she brings out Nick's too. And it's like literally eight ounces. It was 75, of beer. it was 75% of full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. And, and it was just bad. And so we're like, hold on. Did you like, what's up with that? She's like, Oh, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this from a can? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? Can we have the rest like, of the can? She's yeah, like, oh, like, it was empty. Yeah. We're like, oh, um, what? Like, what kind of what size can was it from? She's like, oh, like like an you know an eight ounce. It's... <laughs> and we're like, she didn't know. And we're like looking at my beer, which was the same beer. I, that was the other thing. It was not like Nick got one beer and I got a different beer. We're looking at my beer, which is the same beer, and we're looking at her, and we're looking at Nick's beer, and then we're looking at my beer and her and the Nick's beer, and it's just like not landing. And I'll give it to her. She she like waited us out. We like the awkwardness we just was like, too much for us to take, and we were like, "Okay, thanks, thanks so much." And like Rich just, put it, we were the step before being like, "Can we see the eight ounce can yeah, of beer like that this came from?" The only thing left, the only thing left was like asking to see the can, and she knew we weren't going to do it. And, and like, we had, we had just gotten there too. Not trying to start off on some bad vibes. We're hitting eighteen. Yeah. We're going in hot. So like yeah, it it is what it is. But again, left. they comped the beer. No big deal. So. Yeah. We get to golfing. Obviously, me and Rat Rich catch a little bit of a buzz, um, and so I purchased myself a pair of Adidas golf shoes, and they came in this week. And I mean, I sent you guys a picture in our group chat, but I am fucking stoked. So what I've never understood was the obsession with these videos of people opening things. Like opening new toys and opening stuff like that's a unboxings. Big thing that. 
Yeah, I've just never got that. Until you I gave sent you the guys video a nice unboxing to the, to the Degens group, and you were like, "Oh, here," because I've been thinking about getting a new pair of golf shoes, and I'm like, you know, I like to have good shoes, but you know me, I'm a one pair guy. You're like a seventy pair guy. Like you'll switch up your shoes for your I outfit. Like my shoes. I buy white shoes because white matches all colors, and that's what I just rock. But I was like, saw these Adidas, and I was like. Yo, those shoes look fucking dope. And I'm like lacing those bad Larrys up on the course because the shoes that I have are like straight up your old school classic brown and white foot joys that you and every grandpa in the world owns, right? And so I need to get me some That's not now. your style, man. I, dude, I know because like now golf's like golf's this new age. Like, you know, people are getting into golf earlier, right? And so golf's got this fly style now. I need to get me some like... Dude, I cannot honestly. My shoes are insane. They're, yeah, they're, they're fucking dope. awesome. They're like neon green and white. They're badass, dude. I feel like super left out. So I have to get some new shoes. Apparently, so essentially, um, the big you guy got, to got use your new driver though. Got my got a new driver. Got a new big stick. Ping G four ten. Last year's model. Um, not gonna lie, I go into the, uh, I go into the to the the golf center to go buy. A club and again this is like kind of my thing like i i think about making these big purchases for a while and then i'm just like one day i'm like all right i'm gonna go in i know roughly what i want and i'm just i'm gonna buy something i'm walking out with something today and so i go in there to do my thing and i meet with this first kid um and i'm like yeah looking for a driver like not looking to break the bank this kind of looks good from a price perspective but i'm more familiar with this brand he's like all right you know gives me a couple this guy's like kind of chatting on the side whatever da, da, da. He's like, yo, sorry, actually, I gotta go. My shift's over. All right, flips me over to this this flips me over to this other kid. And this other kid just swindles me. All right, seems like a nice enough kid. Hooks me up with. I'm hitting a couple of drivers. He's like, yeah, what do you think about those? I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh man, you know, I really like this one's the Cobra. This is what I had, right? Um, and he's like, well, what were you looking to spend, right? And I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, listen, I came in to spend X. I I told myself. I told myself I'd let you talk me into why, okay? And he um, he goes back. He comes back with a couple of clubs, and I'm like, how much is this? He's like, why? Exactly what I said. And I'm like, all right. And it's this ping driver. And I'm not going to lie. I just, like, got it, and it just felt fucking right. And I just smacked a couple on the sim, which is definitely gauged to show me that I'm hitting farther than I actually am. Just want to put it out there. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, man, I just fell in love immediately and bought it on the spot. Um, so it was a good experience. Went to golf and ski in, I think it's, if it's not in Portsmouth, it's probably, I guess, considered in, in Newington. Canada. No, I don't think it's considered Newington because it's out by, um, it's out by like where the Volkswagen dealership is, where like the Lowe's oh, okay. is and Target is and, and stuff like that. And so, uh, it was a great experience though. So yeah, got a new, got a new driver, excited to get that out there. Um, supposed to go golfing with Rich Raymond on April 2nd, if anybody's around. Your alter ego. Day off. It's not my alter ego. He's a real person. Rich Raymond. We'll show them. Post a pic, you know. Um, yeah, so we're supposed to go golfing on, uh, on April 2nd. April 2nd. So that's the, the date I have in mind at the latest. Trying to get out there every weekend. It wasn't happening this weekend. Nothing's open, so. Um... Eliza, thanks for joining us. We love you. Um, all right, should we uh, 
Garb, anything big going on with you, buddy? Anything new? <laughs> you almost forgot about him again. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. But uh, anyways, anyways, no, everything's been going very well here. I've been back to work about two and a half weeks, um, and work's been smooth sailing. Cool, cool. Except cool, uh, cool, COVID's cool. back at work, so I am uh, back remote next week. Got it. Got so, it, got it. so it is what it is. But um, June 9th is the start of the summer this year, so I'm expecting I'm expecting a lot of golf. All right, let's I'm go. Expecting I'm I'll make a I'll make a I'll make an we'll, annual trip up to Bangor. We what we need to do is like we need to rotate Boston, Portsmouth, Bangor. But, you know, you don't, do need, nice you don't need to go to Boston anymore, man. I'm in uh, well, I guess Nick's down there now. Oh so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was at East. I thought he was talking this about This is a very Kennedy centric episode. Portsmouth, Portsmouth. Kennedy is being very self centered. Yeah, we'll split I'm it up. A, Portsmouth, Portsmouth, and Portsmouth. SOB. I'm just that dude. I'm excited. I'm just not used to having you in the golf, you know, in the golf crew, dude. You know, that's true. I'm excited. Is this your Fair. full first Fair. full year of golf? First full year. Let's get it. Anyways, we talked a lot about golf, and um, it's just our it's our interest. It's podcasting and golf. That's who we are, dude. I honestly, in that's yeah, early thirties. Like what I have to, yeah, podcasting, golf, and gaming. That's pretty much what I have time for these days. Well, outside of work. Um, all right, cool. Well, Garb, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. All right, let's get into it. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the Boston Marathon and a variety of topics related to the Boston Marathon because we didn't do the best job of planning the research for this episode. But do we ever? Do we Not really probably. ever? Well, and we usually know what the topic You is. love it. Actually, before we even get into it, we do have fans. Like, I got in, like, I, I'll call the elephant out in the room since the beginning of the year. It's been a little longer episode to episode. We've told you, fans, like, we got stuff going on. We're doing our very best. But I'm not going to lie. I've gotten, like, a few texts being like, yo, what's good? Where's that new content? And so, mm. like, we know you love it, fans. Well, and we love you, too. We love you, too. So yeah, we're, we're very appreciative. Fans are Thursday. The uh, Boston Marathon um, here, which is held in the city of Boston. If you're not familiar with that, well, <laughs> this is an interesting <laughs> podcast for you to good be listening one. to. Uh, you see what I did there? You see what I did there? Uh, where should we start? Do you want, who, you want to do the uh, history breakdown, Nick? Or you want me to get this? What do you think, bud? I don't care. I mean, I feel like we yeah. can kind of just like go back and forth. Yeah. Go back and forth. A little volley, a little volley. Yeah. Um, first, Boston Mar- first Boston Marathon started by, I, I got John Graham mm-hmm. uh, in April of 1897 after he went to, I think, what I took from this was he went to the Olympics. Yeah. Kind of in fell in love with the marathon the there. Yeah, um, and and decided to start it in Boston. Considered a few different routes, um, and ended up kind of landing on the uh, final one. Was originally only twenty four miles, twenty four and a half miles, and then was extended uh, in I think it was nineteen twenty four uh, to the kind of Olympic standard of twenty six miles. Um, pretty uh, pretty cool. It was one. The first one was one in two hours fifty minutes. Uh, and was won by John McDermott. McDermott. McDermott? Yep, yeah. John J. McDermott, JJ uh, for short. John McDermott. And it's like just kind of a staple in Boston. Like I guess for those who like do do not live in the area, shout out Big Daddy Glenn. Um, the Boston Marathon I think is like a little – I mean it's on a holiday, but it's also in itself kind of like a little 
event in Boston, and it essentially sure. starts in the what could be called the South Shore suburbs of Boston, and is run all the way through. Uh, now starts Brook- in Hop- Hopkington. Hopkington, uh, and it and it runs all the way through, uh, like. I mean, if you're talking like notable Boston towns, the, you know, kind of Brookline area all the way into the Copley Square area, uh, which is really, really cool because you get to see a lot of like a really historical part of Boston. Um, Does it run through Alston as well? Ooh, I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. But Alston is, if you listen to our um, Aerosmith episode, Alston is where Aerosmith lived when they were kind of kicking up, and which is like right around that area. Um, my sister, Nick's wife, and uh, Maddie, who we'll talk about, uh, Maddie Judge, who we'll talk about later, all lived in the uh, kind of Brookline area, right, like one street removed, which was awesome when she was running the marathon. So it's a really, really cool thing. Uh, something that I found out, and Nick, I know we were talking kind of pre-show about was the um like there's some cool female history related to the boston marathon which yeah. i thought was like really really cool um you had roberta Ro, roberta gibbs who kind of like unofficially ran the marathon in 1966 yeah she they took, wouldn't let her register yeah, she was just kind of a G, and she ran it for like three years, and just like didn't register. Like, I don't need your fucking number, kind of thing. Yeah, um, Will Will Cloney. Awesome. I wrote his name down because I'm like that mofo. Will Cloney. He was the president of the Boston Athletic Association, which was the organization, yeah, that originally founded and like still runs or like oversees the marathon. Um, the president then said that women were not physiologic or that they were physiologically incapable of running 26 miles and bobby gibbs finished in three hours in 21 minutes ahead of nearly two-thirds of the runners so not only did she prove that they could do it she fucking kicked the shit out of two-thirds of the people which like go her what did like what a g thing to do yeah what, like a boss ass like dl don't really talk about her historical female yeah and even so the next year in um 1967 was the first time that a woman actually like registered her name was Catherine switzer um she was the like i just said first woman to officially register and run the marathon um it literally her doing that after this year it caused the ban of women running in races against men um, I didn't really like investigate that any further, but obviously a women's individual race was established a couple of years later, but I just thought that that was like another kind of powerful statement. Um, and then she finished this race, despite the fact that I wrote this douchebag's name down to this guy, Jock Semple, who was a race official and he physically assaulted her in the race and tried to rip her race number off and get her yeah. to like stop running and I'm so like, I, geez, I have a bro. do you remember moment uh, do you remember they I think she was actually at the marathon the year that our so our friend Maddie Judge which we'll talk about later ran the marathon she was the grand marshal um, and she was the grand marshal that year and they had like a picture of the guy like trying to rip her number off and the other racers had her back which was fucking awesome. So yeah. um, it's a cool little, that's like kind of what I'm saying about the marathon. It's a cool little piece of like local Boston pride, I think in general. And I just thought some of these stories were really cool. What's Probably a grand, mar- what's a grand marshal? I think it's just like the 
figurehead of the race. Like, I don't think Grand Marshal is like, I mean, it's an official title, but I don't know if there's like any sort of so, responsibility. But I think it's like an honor it. thing. I think it's yeah. like also treated like an honor thing these days where it's like, you you know, if you're the Grand Marshal, it's because you have some sort of like, you know, it's some sort of honor for it. Um, and Wait, so, Maddie okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, Maddie, no, Maddie no. was not the Grand Marshal. No. I'm like, what are you talking Guys, about? Guys, just remember, Garby has a child yeah. in his hands, okay? He's doing a lot right now. And a dog at home. Oh, my, my hey, single dad. For the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, s- super cool. And then uh, I have Nina, last name spelled K-A-S-C-S-I-K. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna attempt that one. Who had actually won it? I think for the first time in 1972, and eight different women uh, ran that year, and so she was crowned kind of the first female champion. So, I mean, props to all those women out there. That's that's really really cool. Um, kind of going through this, the Boston kind Marathon. Of on like a not so light note, actually, just another woman figure. Um, this lady's name Rosie Ruiz. In 1980, she tried to like scam the race. And what she did was she like was at the starting point and then snuck into the crowd and snuck back onto the race field like a mile away from the finish line and was like, oh, yeah, I won. But upon review, the race officials didn't notice her in any like photographs or like video footage. And then they eventually like caught her, I guess, on tape, like sneaking onto the race. So she was stripped. And I don't have the lady's name in front of me that got awarded the champion, but I just thought that was kind of funny. That's awesome. Except for not really. I don't cool. think it's awesome. I wouldn't well, say. Like, awesome. I mean, that's like an awesome little tidbit that I didn't. I didn't know. It's interesting. It's yeah, it's interesting was the word I was looking for. Awesome was a <laughs> that's misuse. awesome. Awesome is a misuse. It was interesting. Um, that's great. That's good stuff. Um, obviously, wanted to touch a little bit on probably one of the most historical Boston events, and definitely the most historical Boston marathon was. Uh, the Boston Marathon on April 15th, 2013, uh, which was, you know, kind of famously called the Boston uh, bombing, um, where essentially two domestic terrorists had uh, planted a pressure cooker bomb at the Boston Marathon. Uh, correct me if I get any of this wrong, but um, killing three people, I think injuring um, over 20 folks uh, and leaving, you know, quite a few folks um you know uh you know without limbs honestly so uh it was it was definitely a really really depressing day for new england history boston history for sure um obviously kind of thoughts and prayers still out to all the affected families but i don't know that was a tough day um not to i know we said we didn't want to talk about it too too much but any like thoughts or recollections from that day yeah i just i mean like you said it was all kind of a blur um like having lived in massachusetts for the majority of my life aside from college um just like always known it as home and so i remember on that day i was supposed to go to the bruins game that afternoon and i was literally getting ready to leave to go to the game and i'd had the news on the television and i was just like oh holy shit and like my brother was going to school in the city at the time so like immediately called him up like made sure he was okay and yeah just super crazy like the whole entire state kind of shut down for the next like week or so with the manhunt for uh joe cars but you know it's definitely a time that i'll i feel like it's one of those moments where your parents talk about like the kennedy assassination and 
stuffs, you know, World Trade Center airplane attacks. It's, so it was definitely, you know, pretty impactful from that standpoint. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was definitely uh, one of those, like, it was like a super, um, I, I remember, and I mean this in a very, like, good way. So I don't want to come off the wrong way. I mean, in a very good way. I remember, like, just everybody from this area. I'm not from Massachusetts. I'm not from, like, New England originally. I'm from Virginia originally. But I do very much identify as, like, a Mainer in, in many ways. But I absolutely remember life pre-New England. And I remember the Boston Marathon being a time where, like, I, like, truly felt... Um, like New England pride. Like I was angry. Like I didn't feel like America got attacked. I feel like we got attacked. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was like, that was like really the mentality. That's why I was saying I don't want to come off the wrong way. Cause I, I don't want Bostonians to come off the wrong way, but like Bostonians, it's, it's a very like for better or for worse trait of like Bostonians. And I, a lot of New Englanders in a, in a, it's like a close knit community. Yeah. It's like a, like we're doing our thing. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes that comes off a lot of times. It's like, we're in our space, you go be in your space, but there is a, an ownership of like this area, it's people, and it was very much taken personally, right? You know what I mean? And I'm sure, I think New Yorkers probably feel a very similar thing about 9-11. I don't want to like, it's not about putting the two on a scale to one another. I want to be very clear about that. Like, I obviously understand the magnitude of 9-11 um, from a casualty perspective, but I'm sure New Yorkers feel that way. But I remember being here and like feeling that pride and like, having an experience being like, wow, I've never really like felt this way about this area or realized that I felt this way about being from this area. Like we got attacked, not just America, um, which was like interesting. And that's where like kind of like the Boston strong movement came. And like, that's obviously led to a, a lot of, you know, different uh, kind of movements that play off of that, that terminology and whatnot. Garb, you remember much about that time when, when you, uh, where you were, or what you were doing? I honestly, I just remember um, just everyone being on lockdown. I was in Maine at the time. I don't yeah. exactly remember where I was. Um, but I just remember watching the news and everybody be on lockdown. I think I probably called Nick, right? So yeah. I love you so much, buddy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually prob probably true. They do have a weird thing going There's, on. I do remember uh, like the first Red Sox game. I, I think it was the Saturday after this had all happened. Yeah. Um, it was when David Ortiz gave that speech and not to get like, I mean, I, obviously I don't want to overstate it. Like that was some like big grand gesture, but that was just another moment just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about Boston pride and like pride yeah. for all of new England and stuff where they're like, Oh, David Ortiz is going to have like a couple of words to say beforehand and, you know, grab the microphone. And he was, I forget how he started off, but he was like, this is our fucking city. And they let him say, the swear over live cable and i remember watching it and just being like holy crap did he just say fuck on, tel on live television but just like that moment where he's like nobody is gonna let us or nobody is gonna dictate our freedom for us and it's just like the stadium erupted and it was i just remember that moment kind of too not to say like yeah. obviously sports can have no, a pretty I, large I impact you on your life but yeah david yeah, ortiz classic boston figure and Huge, huge. Um, I you and like you did a much better job of explaining it than I I just did. So I, I, that's awesome. But you're 100 percent right. That's exactly what it was like. And again, I'm sure everybody to some extent feels this way about where they're from. 
whatnot and and whatnot. But it's just it's there is such a thing as like you know Boston pride, and that's a thing, and that's very much something that you're made aware of when you like live in the Boston area, and I would say New England in general for a while. And I absolutely remember that with David Ortiz, um, and. I just got goosebumps hearing you talk about it just now. Yeah, it right. it's, one of those. it's crazy. Yeah, dude. Like, you, like, you get jacked up. And it was, it, and there was such a, with the, with the manhunt and everything, it was just such a, like, people call to action situation. Like, I, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, the FBI was just asking for, for like, yeah. any sort of information you might have, sightings, anything. And that's how they wound up catching him, was just someone calling yeah. in and they had noticed where he was. And it was kind of like you said, the whole city and area really like rallying together and they like you know they took it personally yeah 100 percent. it's just interesting yeah they didn't, didn't they take down one of the brothers and then the other one they thought fled but they actually found them in a boat the older brother backyard. died in a firefight yeah and then the younger brother got caught in the boat of some i forget exactly what town it was but he was hiding in a boat in this man's backyard and yeah, they eventually so- tracked him there yeah, there was a lot. I mean, a lot of activity and a lot of commotion when when that kind of manhunt was going down, and it was uh, a little surreal. Like it was definitely a little surreal uh, in general uh, because it just you couldn't really believe that. I mean, it's a lot, a lot like a lot like when you got sent home for a, like pandemic for COVID, right? I mean, not obviously again completely different scales. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying it was like one of these moments in your life where you're like. Wow, I mean, like you know, things like this happen, and whatnot, but like this is a situation that's very close to home. So yeah, it, you know, it was not not a happy time for the Boston Marathon, and I I think in general, I hope that if you're not from New England, um, you find you find time to come and experience the Boston Marathon outside of that experience. Because I could see if you're not from New England, even if you're not from the Boston area or have lived in the Boston area, I could see you kind of being like Boston Marathon bombing. Like that's what you remember. But it is so much more rich than that in like people go out and are like watching all day long. There's activities all day long. If you're like somebody who likes to hit the bars and stuff, things are crazy on Boylston and Newberry. Well, so the Red uh, Sox the always play Square. a day game on that yeah. day. They play a game at, that starts at 11.05. And so they kind of time it in that sense where a lot of runner, the majority of runners will be finishing around the time that the Red Sox game is finishing up. So as people kind of exit, it's like traditional to go down to the main road and you kind of cheer on the runners as they come down the home stretch. Yeah, and it's like, it's just Boston just ignites when the marathon's going on. It's If you're going to visit Boston during some random time that's not like a holiday or something, I would highly, highly recommend considering that time because it's really, really cool. And then if you're somebody who likes to run, um, like Nick said, it starts in Hopkinton. It goes through Ashland, uh, up through Framingham, uh, through Natick, uh, Wellesley, up to Newton, um, over to Brookline, and then kind of through to inner city Copley Square, um, which is insane how far that is. But now that I'm like actually like looking at it, uh, and you register and essentially raise money to actually run, which it also like blows my mind that people like literally, like I guess it's for a good cause. So don't get me wrong, I think it's amazing that people do this, but like. I don't know. I'm going to go raise all this money. I mean, I'm down to raise money, but then I'm going to go run, you know, for, it's just like, what a, 
that's an amazing concept to me. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not the most fit guy. And I understand that that's probably a pro- like the problem here. But just think of it as it's like just a basketball like tournament. You pay you pay the penalty in a basketball tournament. Like a yeah, you're race. right. You're right. That I yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Because I, I like basketball. Fair. Right, 100%. Fair, People, fair. You know what? That's a great way of putting it, Garb. It's not that I can't believe that. It's that I can't believe people like running this much. Yes. Oh, that's absolutely. really what I'm. That's what boggles me. It's. I think raising money is great. If you're gonna do something like this, I would absolutely pay for a basketball tournament, um, especially if it was going to a good cause. But the fact that people like running this much blows my mind. It's yeah. It's addicting. Apparently, yeah. I wouldn't know Ooh. anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so any thoughts on any last thoughts on the bombing before we move on to Patriots Day? No, I want to hear so, what Ryan has to say. A fun fact, fun, interesting kind of. I know you were talking about it being personal to Boston, but the third week of April itself is quite the um, disastrous, I would say, time in American history. So, first of all, uh, the mark of the Revolutionary War, which is obviously what Patriots Day, or maybe not obviously, what Patriots Day is uh, based off of, but the Titanic sinks. The Branch Davidian Massacre in 1993, which wow. if you don't know, I think we, we brought it up on, we were watching a show called Waco. Waco, yeah. Um, it's a great show. Which is basically like a cult that um, basically got infiltrated by the government and 80 people died that day. Um, and then in response to that, the Oklahoma City bombing occurred on the third week of April, two Damn. years after. And then Columbine, third week of April. Damn! Um, the Virginia Tech shootings. Oh, I was in Europe when that happened. I was in Europe when the Virginia Tech shootings happened. And that then was crazy. the BP oil spill, and then obviously the Boston, the Boston bomb. Wow, so that is quite the laundry list. April blows. Third week. Damn, of April. we're yeah. about, we're about to fall into April soon here. Jeez, I'm crow. Jeez. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, Garb, hit us with Patriots Day. Talk to us about Patriots Day. So Patriots Day uh, is a holiday that is, fun fact, only celebrated or officially recognized in four states by the United States of America. So obviously Massachusetts, Maine, yeah. Maine. Wisconsin, which might come to surprise. Interesting. And most recently Connecticut uh, in 2008 made it an official state holiday. Um, it was established in 1894 by the governor of Massachusetts commemorating the battles of Lexington, Concord, and this other battle called the Battle of um, Monotomy, which is now Arlington, um, because apparently that was a larger battle than, than the two other ones, so they started like talking about that a little bit more. Um, but the governor was looking to replace Fast Day, which is... Fast Day was a uh, basically a state holiday all around the United States, um, which was just a day of fasting and prayer that had been around since the 17th century. So that replaced Fast Day. Um, and then 1897, three years after, that was the first Boston Marathon during Patriots Day. And it was inspired... <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing because I'm reading from my computer. I'm trying to. We're not laughing because you're reading from your computer. We're you're laughing because like you're reading from like... your computer as you as you like as you like dote a sock over the crib. Just like this is <laughs> like this is thirty bro. By like, this is thirty. Got a kid. Got a house. Doing a podcast with my boys. 
Like, just trying to make it work, dude. I love she's, it. She, I'm bobbing a sock I got at my bachelor party. It's a poutine sock from Montreal, and she's loving the it. Part of the, uh, the part about Patriots Day that I think is, like, really cool is that there's only, like, like Maine, Massachusetts, Wisconsin out of nowhere. And then, obviously, like, Connecticut kind of jumping on board recently is there Classic was... Classic Connecticut. Like, Massachusetts was kind of at war with the British, like, kind of well before everybody else the rest right? of like, the right? yeah yeah like the boston mascot i feel like people are like oh boston mascot kicked out the revolution like it was a while before other states were like willing to like one help and two like actually declare a revolution against you know against england which is just kind of interesting again it's it's just boston's like a city that has so much history um a lot of a lot of great history a lot of bad history too just wanna, both ways you know goes both ways absolutely um but it, it does have a lot of history and i think like at the end of the day the marathon's a really really big part of that and so that's why i thought it was like kind of like a cool episode one thing we didn't even mention that i feel like if people who are really familiar with the marathon would be like how do you have an episode about this without talking about this was heartbreak hill um which is in i think the is between newton and brookline and in, in like kind of like the boston college area which if you're not familiar with it is kind of like a famous stretch of the marathon and like i guess i didn't like really realize where it was but it is what i would imagine at the worst time that it could possibly be i think that's why because, they call it heartbreak hill yeah because like and like i get it i know a lot of people who have either run the marathon if you're listening maddie or like you've been familiar you're like yeah duh rich but it's like mile 20 like you've been at this for a while and i want to say like maddie said she ran like high teens maybe even 20 to prepare for the marathon but like i don't think that they re- recommend that you actually run the full marathon i ever think you're before. supposed to make the, whatever race you're doing be the longest distance like in your that, repertoire that you're supposed you do, to build right? up to it and like yeah you you i believe anyway and so i'm like i feel like you get to mile 20 and you're like i've been here before but I haven't been much further. And I still got six more miles to go, bruh. Like, that's tough. And you're on a hill? Like, that's crazy. So, Heartbreak Hill, just want to give you your due. Um, any, uh, let's talk about Maddie Judge. Our, 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 our friend Maddie Judge first um, ran the marathon. What year did she run? Was it 18? 2018, I believe. No, no, because I think I was at Wayfair already. Was it nineteen? It must have been I think nineteen. It was nineteen. I think it was nine. Was it nineteen? Yeah, because wasn't wow, she going like to go back to back? Yeah, she was going to go back to back. So it had to be right. nineteen. It had to be nineteen. Maddie, you know, correct us if we're wrong. She has a nineteen because I'm I'm ninety percent sure I, I, I kind of switched jobs at that time. Um, and I don't think we were. I don't think we were in Mission Hill anymore. No, so, I don't believe so. Yeah, like she, like like Elle wasn't living with them. No. So, anyways, I know we get we get a lot of feedback about throwing around names without explaining who people are. Anyways, Maddie Judge, first line worker, like thug among thug, hero among hero, goofiest mofo you know, decides when she's twenty six that she's going to run a marathon, which is twenty six miles, and she gets out there, raises the money, and runs a marathon like a thug. It was awesome. They lived in Brookline at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got a chance to kind of watch and see her run by. That was like a super 
uh, interest, like super cool experience in general, just to see. You're really like mixing actually, up interesting and awesome today. Huh? I'm really like, it, yeah, I'm really like struggling. <laughs> um, it was just a great experience to kind of see your friend running a marathon. At that point, you're like, like again, like I said, that's after Heartbreak Hill, so you're you're like well into it. You're you're looking good. Um, and she was running with a bunch of people, and so it was cool. I will say the one thing about knowing somebody who was running in it. I didn't realize how much money it actually raises. You know what I mean? And oh, like, it's, it's an absurd yeah, amount. Yeah, and it's it's insane. And so again, like the marathon is just something that people do, and it's an accomplishment for them, which is awesome. But it also raises all of this money. Um, you know, I believe for cancer research, correct? Because uh, it correct, yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's um, I don't know. In general, it's well, just I think really, a, really it's cool. a bunch of stuff. Because, like, Maddie's money, I think she raised it through Spalding. Like, she raised the money for Spalding. Yeah. I want to say for Dana. Was it – oh, for Spalding? Or th- yeah. I thought I so. This is I think Dana Farber is, like, the prevailing – Yeah. Like I, I think there's, I like, a charity that – Dana Farber. You keep saying that or thinking it? I keep thinking it. Like, I keep thinking, like, that's the charity that gets the, the Boston Marathon money. Yeah. All right. So hey, again, like I like honestly said, feel we like we, I feel like we did a pretty good job up to this point. So if you're sitting in your car or walking and you're like fucking hacking us out, then like honestly, screw you, dude. Like we did pretty good. So we forgot to figure out how much money we just gave you guys forty minutes of straight facts and entertainment. So you know what? You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyways, um, any closing thoughts on the marathon before we get into our own closing thoughts? Wait, did Garby finish about Patriots Day? Well, I had one more fun fact, but it's okay. It was oh, hit us, guy. buddy. Yeah. Big guy. Okay, it's just one random fun fact, and then we'll move on. The biggest uh, fact <laughs> of the entire episode. Um, Ryan Garby so, hyping it. So Patriots Day also marked the first bloodshed of the Civil War. You always got to get so serious with all your facts, everything. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this in the episode we did together, Nick, where it's like, Garby just brings the real on this podcast. It just it is what it is. Like again, you may you may come here for me and Nick, but you stay here for Garb Charm. That's all I got on that one. That's all I got. Dude, I love it, man. No, you you crushed. Oh, that was the end of the fact. Um, they I read some like weird facts about them like changing the distance and like the starting points, like so that like they would start and end like in front of like royalty, like you know, and I think it was like the night like for the Olympics and stuff. Huh. I, I guess that would make sense. I actually did read there was some guy who would have had we didn't talk about this in the this history. Yeah. Out, he had a Jeffrey Mutai. He had the world record at the time in twenty eleven, but it's the IAAF um International International Association of Athletics Foundation. International. Yeah. They said that his time was like invalid because there was too much of like a downwind. Like I guess the course is like the mapping of it, it was deemed to be flawed. And so I thought that that was kind of interesting. And, like, the Boston Marathon appealed, and they, like, wouldn't recognize his running as a record. I think it has since been broken, but, yeah, there was some scandal with him. There's, like, people who run the marathon in, like, just over two hours. That's fucking nuts. That's Yeah, that's pretty insane. You're like, oh, yo, you need me to pick something up for you in Hopkinton and bring it to you? Like oh yeah I'll just be there in two hours. Oh your cars your cars in the shop no big deal. Oh, yeah I'll just I'll just run and go get that. Right I'll run. Quickly. That's nuts. 
anyways. I guess that would be two um, marathons, though, wouldn't it? Oh, you had to go Nick, there. Did he back? run a half marathon just like without training? I did. I ran two. Yeah. You're cool. Yeah. Sure. You're a pretty fit guy. You're a pretty fit guy, though. You're a pretty fit guy. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's like a like an understatement. I I will say that there is a yeah. There's definitely. I mean, I'm, I do like physical stuff, but I do not really train for it. But I do feel like there is a. I feel like that's a, a big, big difference between running thirteen and twenty six miles. I would say that there's exactly a thirteen mile difference. I feel like yeah, you know what I mean? that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, like I feel like that's like one of those lines. Um, that's interesting. Anyways, what do we uh, what do we close out here with? What do we got going on? Who do you guys got in your final four? Oh right, March Madness going on. I was I was very 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 irresponsible with my bracket this year. I just like didn't want to be left. I didn't want to be left out, and I literally just fucking was like boo boo boo, click click click. (laughs) Hit him with a click click boom boom, and another one. Oh, and another. Yeah, no, that's it. Was bad, man. It was bad. Let me just get into this to Jen's. This to Jen's. I don't know who my last four are. I want to say I was like feeling Georgetown. I just like had Georgetown. Georgetown. Are they in it? <laughs> just going to the ship. I think I have my top four. I believe was I went chalk with a couple of them. I had Gonzaga and Baylor, um, and then I believed I picked Florida State in Houston. Hmm. Um, you love yeah, Florida that State one, because that one bet we won. I ha- I've won a couple of bets on Florida State, and they're just so subsequently. That's kind of where I was at. I was, I was, pi- like, kind of like wondering between picking them and Texas, and I wanted to pick Texas, but I was looking at it realistically. And this year, I was like, okay, I haven't really watched any college basketball. Who are some of the teams that I've actually watched? And so, because I had money on them a couple of times, I wound up watching a couple of Florida State games. And I just think they have like a good athletic team. Like they can defend, they can get out and run. They put up a ton of points sometimes. And so I was like, you know what? Like you gotta, you can't pick number one seeds for all. So I had the two number one seeds. Florida State was a four seed, and then Houston was a two seed, I believe. Houston was another team. I like they had just like these random games on like Saturday or Sunday afternoons. And they just, I mean, they play in kind of a lesser conference, but they like fucking dominated people. So I kind of, kind of like them, but I do feel. How do I find my bracket? I have no idea. How to <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do <laughs> you have your app? Do you have the app? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm just like on you here trying to find my bracket. Dude, you click into, you click, into, click, you click on the app and it's like the only thing that you There's can click when you open the app. You know you're, I guess you I'm on know. the browser. I guess <laughs> I'm on the browser. That was such a lie. I was gonna say this is the the girl with the eight ounce can. I'm Let not me see that. Let me see that. I literally, I eight ounce canned you just now. I literally just lied to you. Rich, what's your what's your name on this? Is it ESPN fan nine two four eight two zero five five nine eight one? Is that you? Yeah, wait, yeah, I think so. 8-1, yeah, finishing 8-1. Yeah, <laughs> you have, yeah, you have Georgetown, <laughs> Gonzaga, oh, Purdue, and Syracuse. And it looks like Purdue's losing right now. Purdue's <laughs> coming back, baby. Let's go. Purdue's coming back, baby. I mean, for Purdue. 10 bucks, did we say, we say 10 bucks, right? Five bucks. Did we say five or 10? Did five. Ryan swindle you? Did he tell you 10? 
Probably until we ten. Fucking asshole. Um, all right, cool. What so, we, uh, so what I have in my it? final four. <laughs> Skip it over, Ryan. Classic. I have Gonzaga, Michigan, Texas Tech, and Illinois. I have three number one seeds and number six. Nice. So, who do you have winning? Gonzaga. Who do I have winning? Gonzaga. Oh, you, you. I you have, have Georgetown. Georgetown v. Syracuse in the final. No, I think it's, I think it's Gonzaga. You have Gonzaga beating Purdue. Let's fucking go. Purdue's coming back in this game. Let's go. In the little um, I have researched about college basketball, I just feel like from wire to wire, Gonzaga was talked about as like the creme de la creme of college basketball. Oh, yeah, so no, like that, the, yeah, Gonzaga was like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, Apple. I know that's a good brand. Yeah, it's like oh, honestly, New England Patriots. Yeah, no, dope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, Garb, what are you watching these days? You watch anything good as a new parent? King of Queens. <laughs> Literally, I've been, I just recorded on So YouTube. on brand, it's insane. King I of love Queens. it. I love it. The master of comedy, Kevin James. Honestly, it's funny. I'm sorry. You just, you don't get TV like that anymore. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. Oh, it's just man, like a stereotypical He turned into a dad real quick. Back in my day, we had real shows. We had King of Queens, and everybody loves Raymond. King of the Hill, South Park. Oh, wow. Uh, Nikki G, you watch anything big, dude? Um, am I watching anything good? Um, no, not really. I'm reading a book right now called Hyperchange. Cool, good for you. Good it's pretty interesting. You. It's about this guy, uh, Galileo Russell. Um, he's like a 28-year-old investor, and it's just uh, kind of cool, some of the stuff he talks about. It's like kind of some new age concepts, so been reading that. Investing's good. Investing's good. It's a bitch, but it's good. Yeah, um, market's been down last couple of weeks. It's been rough. Dude, your boy's on the... The, your boy's on the bounce. I, I jumped in on AMC when the whole GameStop thing was going on. Shut it went down up. so bad. And then it just came back up. And I was like, I got to a point where I was like, my losses were like super, like super reasonable. Like, Minimal, all right, yeah. it's all good. You can it's write off good. a like certain 50, amount of losses. No, so. I was like, it's like 50 bucks, right? And I'm like, oh, 50 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I should definitely bounce out. I'm like, but I'm down. I'm like, if I hang on just a little bit longer and check it every hour, maybe I'll get up over a dollar and then I'll sell a winner. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? It's just like, I'm horrible at the stock market. Um, all right, cool. I just watched uh, I just watched the Snyder Cut, Justice League. Not sure if you guys are familiar, but it was Have seen it long. advertised. It was super yeah, long. Isn't it, it was four hour runtime. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I I will say I will caveat that I am like a massive like comic book movie fan. Um, but I also like hot take think that I might end up liking the DC universe movies more than the Marvel movies. At the end of the day, how do you get like how do you get to... access to those movies easily? What's that? How do you access the DC movies? Uh, through HBO Max. Oh, okay. Do you need that pass? You need that password, homie? I got you, bro. I got you, bro. Your boys got you, dude. Your boys got you. New, your new parent. You need a little, little bit of, little bit of movie time. Um, I, I started by I watched Man of Steel earlier this week to prepare, and then I watched the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. That's a great Which is, movie. Yeah, it's got thirty more minutes of of a of video. If you watch the original Batman versus Superman, it got trashed. It was like supposedly garbage, but 
the Ultimate Edition is 30 more minutes, and people have always said it makes all the difference, I would 100% agree. It makes all the difference. Um, and then I watched Snyder Cut Justice League, and it is definitely... I think you. I think it would be ridiculous if you didn't think it was better than the original Justice League. I will say four hours is a long ass time, and so if you're like, "Oh, I'm a movie traditionalist," I don't know that it's like four hours is. If you're like over three hours, like I'm like you're using more time than the traditional movie time slot. Like you know what I mean? Like you're getting more time. Than I don't like to be over that with filler. Like if you know what I mean. So that's Some what movies. that's why I think it's good. Is because it's a legit four hours to me. Like I'm like okay. I see why you had everything in here, right? You know what I mean. And the reason it's longer is because it kind of goes through. It does a much better job of of showing you like the folks that don't have their own movies or aren't Batman. It kind of shows you how they got their powers, and so like mostly like Cyborg and Flash, and then you know a little bit more on Aquaman. They go they go deeper into like what they got going on, especially Cyborg okay. and Flash. I feel like they add a lot more in there. And so cool. um, it's really cool. My suggestion is watch Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition one sitting and then split split the new Justice League up into two sittings. Just watch it, you know, so do three nights, Batman versus Superman, Justice League Part One, Justice League Part Two. Sorry, I'm just laughing. Ryan's now converted to putting the sock on his hand as opposed to just holding the sock. <laughs> She's evolved to She's like be able. Around. Oh, man. All right. Nikki G, tell them where they can find us. So you guys can find us on Instagram at NE underscore social and then Twitter at NE social too. My personal account at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. You can find me on Instagram, Ryan A. Garby. Ryan A G A R B as in boy E and you can also find me on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> hey. What? Yeah, no TikTok. What do you what can they get you at? Ryan Garby 457. That's Ryan Garby That's one video. Four, Four five, five, seven. Oh my god, dude, stop it. <laughs> um, if you're interested, uh, oh, real quick, the A is for apricot. The A is for apricot. Wow, nice. Um, if you're interested, we did have somebody reach out to us about the Discord channel. Again, shout out Big Daddy Glenn. Uh, if you're interested in joining Discord channel, uh, we got a few folks, mostly folks in the kind of Seacoast, New Hampshire area, um, and then obviously these two clouds. Um, you just reach out to me, DM me at agent1627, hashtag uh, 7902, and then you can find me at Kennedy. 1627 on Instagram. Um, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin, Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social. Peace. Later, Gators. Bye.